everyone. Welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and with me, and always, is Marty Agather. Marty, what's going on, man? Howdy, gang. Episode 29 coming at you. Yeah, uh, we're, we're getting close to 30. Um, it's kind of funny. I was going back, and um, I'm just going back and looking at some of our past episodes of the show, and I use a I use a tool called Moz M O Z. It's a it's a SEO tool. It's like a hundred bucks a month, um, and that is the tool that we use for the agency nation side of our business. We have a this gigantic super technology for Trusted Choice. It's just so big, right? Six thousand. We've over six thousand pages on TrustedChoice.com, and we track. 75,000 keyword combinations and all this stuff. So, uh, we need hey, I a- got a, I got an amazing factoid for you. Yeah. You're just going to interrupt that sentence right there. I am. All right. 1.2 million page views. Yeah. As supported by those 6,000 pages in a month, in a month, 1.2, yeah. five, the last time I saw. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no doubt. Trustedchoice.com is really starting to do its job. We have the tool working. Um, there's so much more opportunity. There's so much more potential. But um, the idea that it doesn't work is laughable at this point. And um, you know, I know that you know we we've talked about the the hating and all that stuff that goes on. I'm not going to reiterate that. You know, I think one of the things that came out of having that discussion, that very cathartic discussion that we've had, maybe over kind of kind of transcended the last two or three episodes. Um, is that uh, I, I have like almost become completely indifferent to it over the last month, you know, as we've talked about it and kind of got it out in the open. I've had some people send me uh, snap messages and Facebook messages about different things. And just, um, you know, it, it really has been pretty amazing. Some of the feedback that I personally have gotten, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, it, it, it just has made me think like, I, I'm not even going to consider those people anymore. It's, it is laughable to think that there are people out there who would who would be so against what we're trying to do, which is is help independent insurance agents do more business at a stupidly low rate, uh, stupidly low, stupidly low. And uh, and actually, I, I'm gonna announce this on the show. Um, uh, we are in beta test mode, beta test mode for rural pricing, which I'm really excited about. Um, you know, as we've gotten into this product and. You know, there's so many things to work through. Um, we're starting to really dive into how do we match the value of the product versus uh, certain geographic regions, right? There are geographic limitations that are just a reality of this business to a certain extent today. Um, and I'm really excited that, again, we're just rolling this out. Uh, if you qualify for rural pricing in the beta testing areas, but this is just a beta test, so um, this isn't. This isn't rolled out to the whole country yet. Um, this is just in beta. We're testing it, seeing how it works, working the bugs out, seeing how people respond, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, that's how you that's how you make your product better. Um, but I, I think it's really cool, man. I, I'm just excited that as an organization, we kind of put our heads together and said um, we know there is value to, to agents who are in less densely populated areas, and uh, and how do we match our 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 pricing and our product uh, up against what they're looking for. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for those of you that are, you know, your curiosity has been piqued. I would tell you that the broad strokes of the area that we're um, investigating are uh, west of the Mississippi River and uh, to the Sierra Nevadas. So sort of think of that. Uh, that's kind of the 
the the geographic wide open spaces, so to speak, of the uh, west. That's that's where we're targeting this initial this initial test. Yeah. So I just think it's cool that you know we're always thinking about new things, um, new ways of improving the site, and uh, it's just for me, I'm a very customer centric person. Uh, that's probably obvious in some of the little diatribes that I go on. I know you are as well, Marty. Um, for those that don't know, Marty is probably the loudest advocate for our customers that exist um, in TrustedChoice.com. And uh, I think we both were just pretty excited to um, just make the product more dynamic and uh, and be able to think a little more about um, how we continue to add value. So look for that coming out. So that's a pretty cool announcement. Um, I'm not really sure how I got on that vein of thought, but let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes of what we want to talk about today. Uh, JD Power recently came out with uh, their, they do a, um, an annual study uh, around uh, auto insurance and customer satisfaction. And uh, this was just released on, on June 20th, so just a few days ago from the recording of this episode. This is the J.D. Power 2016 U.S. Auto Insurance Study. That's the, the name from, from J.D. Power and Associates. Uh, you can find the link to this study if you go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast and then look for, as Marty mentioned before, episode number 29. Um, Marty, I'm going gonna, gonna to jump around this a little bit because uh, there's a few really, really interesting things in here, um, but I'm not going to take them kind of in the order that they, they waterfall down the page. I want to talk about small insurers for the first time in six years. And for the first time in six years, have a small insurers have a higher customer satisfaction rating than large insurers. What do you think about that? To some degree, I think it might be counterintuitive. You know, it, you you think about um, the 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 financial wherewithal of the of the large carriers and and the um, the, the the resources that they can bring to bear at the the the, the problem. Uh, that being said, when you dig into the article, it's very straightforward why they say that that's happening and. And the good news for our listeners is it's all a function of of their efforts as the front line for small insurers. Yeah, so I'm going to read this quote. It's uh, price perception among customers of smaller insurers is likely influenced by the fact that they are frequently that they frequently select their insurer with the help of an independent agent. Said Greg Hogue, vice president of U.S. insurance operations at J.D. Power. Smaller insurers benefit from the personal interactions provided by their agency force, including their ability to educate customers about the value their policy provides. It's like, I'm like, it's like a purple smoke moment, right? I mean, that (laughs) is what we all have been preaching for so long is that it's that, it's that personal touch, which, which decommoditizes our business and takes us from just, you know, whoever's got the lowest price to um, we actually, we, we, consumers want that interaction. They want that interaction. And, you know, I think that the smaller insurance companies were thinking regional, super regional, single states, um, you know, the first one that comes to my mind because I'm just such a big fan of them is New York Central Mutual. Um, I mean, these are the carriers that lean on their agency force hard um, and, and, and have for so long. In a good way, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, it really does, um, it really does bring up the point that, you know, what are the, what are the things that are, that are impacting this, right? So, so if we go a little farther down the study, 
they come up with the inner so it says interact interaction is still uh problematic so uh, again i'm gonna gonna read just a little bit from this here among the five factors measured in the study interaction and policy offerings are the primary drivers of the overall decline in customer satisfaction because Overall, as an industry, as an auto insurance industry, this is kind of the headline, and I probably should have read that, is that um, customer satisfaction is down overall. Uh, not, not like dramatically, but it is down. So uh, interaction and policy offerings are the primary drivers of the overall decline in customer satisfaction. Lower levels of satisfaction with call center representatives and the local agent drive the decline in satisfaction. Here's the interesting part. The decline in satisfaction with policy offerings is due in part to insurers' failure to make it easy for customers to work with them. Again, Marty, this is something that we've preached all the time, is that it's not enough to just turn the lights on, right? Like We have to, as an industry, think about our customers and what their experience is with us. Uh, we're going through this this morning, right? In full transparency, we are literally going through this this morning. Um, I have an email going out to, uh, to customers uh, or to, to potential customers for trustedchoice.com who qualify for the beta test of uh, the Advantage subscription at trustedchoice.com. So I have an email going out notifying people saying, hey, you are in one of the areas that, that qualifies for this beta test. And if you're interested, you now have access to trustedchoice.com for uh, $49 a month for commercial and personal instead of $98 a month. So it, uh, and then uh, as of July 1st, um, we're having a, a slight price increase. So it's like a 65% discount over what it'll be a month from now uh, for, for people who, who qualify for this beta test. So I'm sending out this email. And like I always do, I always call the phone number in the email just to make sure it works. And, what, and so I went through this process, and what I realized was the phone rings to our sales team. Perfect. It rings four times, and then it goes to voicemail. The voicemail process is terrible. It's terrible. There's a weird separate ring, then like a man's voice comes on and says, we're transferring, or this person is not available. Then there's another weird ring, and a female automated voice comes on and says, you know, you're now in the voicemail system. And like, the, when I heard that, it was like, oh my God, I'm in the voicemail system. Like, it's, a, it's like, I feel like I'm in Tron or the Matrix or something, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm never getting out of here. Um, and then there's another ring, and then beep, and then you're supposed to leave your message. And I, I just, you know, was like, this is atrocious. Like, we, how can we preach customer service and customer experience, and then, and then have this process? So we're fixing this. So this is, we are, this will be fixed. Uh, whether it's fixed or not today is, it's, is a, is a different story. But uh, this will be fixed in the next week or so. But that's one of the things, right? Like, we have to dive into every touch point in our business because. Every single touch point matters. Yeah, you know, um, I don't want to get off on my voicemail rant, right? But uh, I did put out a blog post recently about uh, how I believe that voicemail is a dated technology and needs to be dragged out to the back lot and disposed of in the most humane way possible. Um, You know, we've got a very fancy voicemail system. I can tell you that... uh, 
when it was purchased, it was top dollar. But the problem is it's a complicated uh, thing, and there aren't any easy tools for us to administer it. And so we've got this issue that Ryan brings out, which is we're not exactly sure what the heck's going on with the voicemail system. So this this matter of customer touch, customer ease of service, the ability for customers to want to service themselves, these are huge issues in today's uh, environment in today's world. And so we need as an industry. So so I understand that that agencies have de- some agencies have deployed very effective um, mobile applications. They've figured out that they want to have a live receptionist available at all times. But I think in many instances, they're few and far between. And so we need to up our game. We need our carriers to back us as we up our game. I mean, that's one of the biggest, you know, biggest opportunities out there is to allow our customers that moderated interaction with the carrier so that they can get the they can get the results that they want uh, virtually at at a moment's notice. Yeah. So, um, and and again, this is. This episode's kind of starting to sound like a pitch fest for TrustedChoice.com. It's not. It's just what we do every day, so we're constantly thinking about this stuff. I was talking to, yesterday, I was talking to uh, the state executives for Oregon and Washington about our state SEO campaign, which we haven't talked at all about on this show, but basically we are doing a very tactical uh, kind of boots on the ground, search engine optimization uh, for keywords in local communities so that we can start to capture uh, we can start to capture insurance buyers who are searching for agents specifically with geographically uh, with ge- geographically with geographic related keywords, geo keywords, uh, and um, auto insurance Bend, Oregon. Yes, yes, something like that would that would be a good uh, that would be a good example. Um, and uh, both Oregon and Washington are considering the program. Uh, we had ten states do it the first time. Um, I'm going to go through them uh, just to give them cred, Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, uh, Utah, uh, Massachusetts, South Carolina, Florida, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, Delaware. So those are the 10. Um, And we've seen incredible results across the board, 200% increase in traffic. Uh, It's been an incredible program. So I'm talking to to the state execs, uh, Jim and Dan from... Uh, Oregon and Washington. We're doing the. I'm doing a little presentation for them at the same time, and uh, we're talking about uh, the pages that we create and how we create them. And I'm, I'm going to talk you through this process because I think uh, as, as I talk you through what we're trying to do, it will help you think about how you create the various touch points in your agency's business and what you're trying to do. So, so I'm going to talk you through this. So the how we create this is we want a seamless interaction to, from, the, from the insurance buyer's perspective, a seamless interaction from the search they do on Google to the, to the link they click, uh, to the page they land on on trustedchoice.com, to the search results they find when they enter their zip code on trustedchoice.com, to the local independent insurance agency that they ultimately decide to contact. Okay, So that is... In a very linear sense, now very few, uh, very few of those transactions happen in such a linear sense, right? Some, uh, some do, but I shouldn't say very few. Not all happen uh, so linearly. Sometimes it's page, another page, move, go to another site, come back to our site, 
page, page. You know, it's not always just Google search, page, find an agent, contact an agent. But, but that does happen quite a bit. Um, so the, the main part of that uh, process that we can really mess up is if someone does a Google search, and I'll just use uh, our CEO, Chip Basioko's favorite example, which is um, South Bend in uh, Indiana because he went to Notre Dame. So let's say someone searches South Bend homeowners insurance. Well, trustedchoice.com is going to be the first search result on that on that page so someone clicks that so they their interest this person says you know in their mind they're saying okay i just bought this house and my mortgage person's telling me i got to find an agent and all right i'm gonna do homeowners insurance south bend okay boom and they see trusted choice first option 37 percent of the people who do a google search click on the first uh link in organic search okay bing, click on that link makes sense and uh you hit a page and let's say that page is just a generic homeowner's insurance page. Just talks about homeowner's insurance in general, gives you a few pieces of information, and there's a big box that says put your zip code in here. I'm going to go, all right. So I was very, you know, with intention, with intention, I typed in South Bend into my search results. So I was very interested in finding a local person. And... I clicked this link, which said, find homeowner's insurance, you know, find the best homeowner's insurance in South Bend. So that makes sense. Okay. So now my search is matching up. The link is matching up. Click. And I hit a generic page. That's lost. Right? You've just completely disconnected the, the, the thought process of that insurance consumer. So what the state SEO campaign does and what we're trying to do with these pages very, very intentionally. I mean, Sydney Rowe on our team, like, bangs her head off a wall trying to find the right writers, high quality writers who've written in the financial and insurance industry before so they can do this, right? So we create a page that specifically talks about South Bend. It talks about, you know, it's probably going to mention Notre Dame. It's going to mention the local community, the size of the community. Um, We're going to have a picture that looks like houses that you would find in that area. Um, A good way to think of the contrast is you know, if we're in Massachusetts, it would be a Cape Cod. If you're in Arizona, it might be an Adobe style or stucco or something. Um, so uh, you're, you're going to have a picture of a house that you think that you would, you know, that maybe it's a center stair colonial walk up or something um, that you'd find there. And, uh, and then the, the, the content speaks to South Bend. So you're reading it and you're going, oh, okay, these people know. They, they at least know that Notre Dame is in South Bend and they know, okay, we're the third largest city in Indiana, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if that's actually true. But, you know, I mean, there's some, some contextual stuff, and then that takes you into information about the homeowner's insurance policy. And, you know, in Indiana, you know, I, and again, I'm making this up, but uh, water backup claims are more common, so you want to consider this coverage. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going down the page, and the page is, is detailed and resource-intensive, and there's a reason for that. I'm not just stroking trustedchoice.com. What I'm trying to get you to, to understand is for your own purposes, right, so think about this from your own agency standpoint is local search. They took, they didn't just type homeowner's insurance in. They typed homeowner's insurance South Bend into Google. They're looking for local. They found a link in the search results that spoke to that. They clicked it. They found a page that spoke very specifically about local insurance. They then see a little box that says find an agent in your local community. Find the agent that, that's going to help you with the stuff that you're reading on this page. They click that. They see a list of names they've probably driven by, right? They've probably seen two or three names on that list before driving around town. 
They click on one of them. They contact the agent. The agent is five minutes away in South Bend, understands all the risks that you're talking about, understands everything that was, you know, the, all the stuff that they got from the page makes sense to them because they live it every single day. And now you have this consistent and congruent experience all the way through. Which goes right back to the J.D. Power survey talking about why there's better customer satisfaction because that agent has the ability to contextualize all of the things that our homeowner, our new homeowner is looking for. They're looking for advice on perhaps the biggest purchase they've ever made. They want somebody they can trust. They did this research and found somebody who isn't just selling price. They are selling the entire package of value. Yes. And, and, the, and the further extrapolation from J.D. Power is that all that, that you just said, Marty, is true until you make the customer experience tough. You know what I mean? You, make, you, you, you only will do business with them if they come in the office. Uh, they can't make policy changes very quickly. You're only open on Fridays till noon. Um, you know, there's all these things that then make the customer experience kind of difficult and, and filled with friction. And then all those advantages that we get from being independent agents, they all go away. And, uh, and that's what I'm taking away from this study is that if we do it right as independent agents, we are what people want, but we can mess it up if, we, if access and availability and ease of business and a focus on customer experience isn't something we think about every single day. That is uh, absolutely to the point. I'm gonna, you know, every on on every on every podcast, we we probably talk about something that pushes at least one of our listen listeners' boundaries. Um, we talk about stuff that may not be in their day to day thought processes. We talk about uh, new ways to market that they may never have heard of, or certainly um, aren't conversational about. Um, and that gets us to our next topic, which is an article that Ryan uh, found. And it's all about the concept of um, the learning never stops. I think, I think this is something that we need to embrace as an industry. It's incredibly critical when you talk about the pace of change that's taking place right now in the world and what that means to the exposures that our customers have and the uh, new the new opportunities to provide coverage for those exposures, but you know that requires us to understand what the exposures are. Uh, we we talked about this on the last podcast, right, Ryan? This whole this whole concept of there's these new things coming down the pike, and your agency needs to be able to understand whether whether they affect your customers, and if they do, then how do we treat those risks, right? Some We can use some risk management techniques like avoidance, separation, but ultimately, if we need contractual transfer of risk, i.e. insurance policies, we've got to know where to find them, and that requires you to continue to um, educate yourself not only on what we talk about day in and day out, all this marketing stuff, but also in the, in the industry and, and, and the actual business of insurance day to day. Go, Ryan, go. Yeah, so, um, you know, this, this article that I found is by a guy by the name of Ryan Holiday. He's um, actually a really incredible guy, and, he, and he's still fairly young. I think he's just in his early 30s or, or late 20s. Uh, he's written a couple of really good books. Uh, first one was on marketing. The second one was on um, 
how to overcome obstacles. He's got a new one out called The Enemy is Ego, or Ego is the Enemy, which is, uh, which is, which is a really great book about understanding how our own uh, ego gets in the way of our, of our personal success, and uh, which is something probably I need to read. Um, so this article is on Medium, and again, the link to this article, the link to the study, there'll be uh, agencynation.com forward slash podcast, and then look for episode number 29. Uh, the, the title of this article is the maxim for every successful person, always stay a student. And, um, so so I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on this, uh, on this article. I really hope that you'll go and read it because, um, you know, what's going to come out of this article, the idea that's going to come out of this article, and I'm going to get right to the lead here is we have to. We have to, as an industry, continue to learn, right? Um, you have never mastered the insurance industry. You may have, in your own mind, mastered selling a referral uh, on a home and auto policy. And again, that's great if you have done that. Um, but uh, I did that in just three years of being an agent. So I wouldn't ride my high horse on on that accomplishment right i think if we if we're hungry and we're really trying to grow there is so much more to this industry uh and what we can do and what we can achieve both at a local level um uh and if we're if we're a super regional agency or if if you work inside a carrier i mean there is so much more we could be doing um in, in in terms of our own personal success uh if we if we think like a student always and and i would like to believe that um the the geekdom that that i've embraced in my own life is around the idea of this I, it really speaks to me um uh and uh, so i'll give you the example that he used so the analogy that he uses is is genghis khan and many people think of genghis khan as just this you know uh barbarian who terrorized uh, basically asia to europe and um, there was raping and killing and murdering and plundering, and this is what they did. Um, but actually, if you go into, you know, and, and, and this, is the, the, this is kind of the crux of what he said, is that, yes, all those things happened. Genghis Khan was, uh, was a barbarian. He, he did a lot of things that, uh, uh, you know, he, 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 he swept across. He killed, you know, a lot of people. There was a lot of bad stuff that went on. But there were actually uh, some really interesting things that Genghis Khan did as well. And if you look at his history as a military leader, he's actually one of the greatest military minds that ever existed. And the reason being is not that he just had a large force or that he was um, incredibly aggressive or dedicated or persistent. It was that uh, he was a student. So one of the things, and I had no idea until I read this article, one of the things that Genghis Khan would do when his army would take or sack a town or village or city was that he would send his men to find the scholars, the educators, the artists, the engineers, um, anybody who was scholarly or smart. He would capture them, take them hostage, and basically make them teach him and his men everything that they had and then he would take the pieces that he could use and integrate them into his own uh military system and uh one of the things that that um one of the things that he 
that 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 you know one of the examples that that this Ryan Holiday gives is he stole the idea of splitting of reorganizing his military units into groups of ten from a Turkic tribe, um, which essentially created the decimal system and converted the Mongols uh, to like this decimal system, which allowed them to do um, mathematical equations faster and calculate things and like it like speeded up the whole system at which he uh at which they categorized how much grain they had and all this different stuff because he and he stole that from a tribe right so if he had just conquered them and moved on he would have just been using hordes of men instead of basically breaking them up into and marty you probably know this better than i do uh units or battalions or whatever (laughs) and um (laughs) you know into organized groups right so he said no instead of you group of guys going and attacking that okay here's 10 guys here's 10 guys you you know your units you become a battalion and whatever the hell else you know whatever however that works but you know it allowed him to be more strategic to move his men in groupings of men in in uh, more strategic ways and it allowed him to win battles in the future because he didn't just conquer and move on he learned while he was doing it yeah, the real key here, I think, is there, there's, I think, actually two, two related yet separate concepts going on. First is absolutely this ability and, and, and the, the, the central thrust of the article, the, the desire to learn lifelong, right? So the, the learning never stops. But what you're describing now as, as you go into more of the depth is actually goes beyond learning. It's actually a a concept that I might call synthesis, right? So you're taking ideas and because you're open and because you're, you're educating yourselves, you're allowed to, you, 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 you have the ability to create new entire concepts given the, um, given the, given the, um, sorry about that. You, You create new concepts given these disparate facts. It's fantastic. It's it's the way that genuine innovation takes place, and that innovation is going to wrap back to what customer satisfaction. Yeah, I love this. Um, uh, so this is this is quoted right from the article. Genghis Khan was not born a genius. Instead, as one bi- biographer put it, he he was a pers- uh, his was a persistent cycle of pragmatic learning, experimental adaptation, and constant revision, driven by his uniquely disciplined and focused will. And what that tells me, so when I hear that, I see things like, um, uh, you know, when when we're when we're sitting back and an, and an agency says, you know, Ryan, uh, I love what you guys are talking about. I don't have time. Okay, that's an excuse, right? You are not thinking of new ways to be, you're not experimenting with, um, with new products that are available. You're not learning new methods of productivity. You're not thinking about yourself um, and you're not, uh, you're not thinking about your, your, how yourself, your employees, your staff, your customers work in a way that's more methodical, that's more efficient. Um, you know, and that's all part of the learning process. If you're th- saying, Ryan, you know, we can't get outside of our, you know, every year we're somewhere between plus one and minus one and, and overall agency growth. And we really can't ever seem to grow our agency. Okay. How much time have you spent learning new techniques and marketing? How much time have you spent in placing either processes or technology or people in place to help with retention? You know, do you have a human being answering the phone or are you 
sitting back and saying, no, our phone tree, as Marty uh, sits on his high horse with this all the time, and, and well, he should, right? Um, sitting back and saying, no, our phone tree is fine. You know, when in, in honest, you're losing 40% of the inbound phone calls that come into your agency, you're losing because you have a phone tree, right? So there's all these things, and I'm not knocking people. I get it. I, there's stuff that I don't want to think about, and I don't want to learn, and I don't do, right? It's not a perfect world. And, and no one is meant to have all the answers, um, nor do you have to be great in sales or efficiency or customer experience all at the same time. But I guess what I'm asking for and what I'm hoping for and, and who I want to connect with in this industry, and it's one of the reasons that I love going to national conferences, is that I love connecting with the people in this industry who are thinking how to, it's how do I make myself 1% better today? How do I get just a little better? What do I need to learn? I, I read this article on InsureTech and, you know, how do we start to adapt some of these principles or, you know, what's one way that I can just use my Facebook page a little better to answer client questions or how do I, um, how do my, how do I get uh, all my phone calls recorded so that I can help uh, improve uh, how my people talk to customers on the phone? I mean, it's just these little tiny things and, and maybe tomorrow you're not that much better. But if you're just a little better tomorrow and a little better the day after that, a year from now, you're a lot better. And uh, I think when you go to things like national conferences, uh, you meet the men and women in this industry who think that way for the most part. And, um, and ultimately, when all those ideas mix together, right? Like that's like the Genghis Khan taking over a new town, right? When we're all in that place. And everybody's bumping into each other and sharing war stories and, hey, we had this problem and this is how we fixed it. And that starts to permeate through the group. Um, we all just get a little better. So uh, I didn't know how I got into advocating for national conferences, but um, I just think this idea of a lifelong learning is so incredibly important and in that I think to a certain extent we get good at doing the the things that bring in revenue at a baser level and we start to sit back and go, I got this figured out. And um, I'm hoping that more and more people within our industry will stand up and say, I'm hungry to learn more. How do we do this? And um, you know, we're trying to help act the agents council for technology and Ron Berg. He's doing incredible stuff over there. Uh, you got young agents like Boyd McGee hosting and live streaming uh, the agency management system face off, which is going to be incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, honored that, that we're going to be down there helping him live stream it, but it's all his event with the Alabama young agents and his, that whole crew down there, they're doing great stuff. So um, it's, it's, it just, this kind of stuff gets me really excited. And I just love connecting with these, with people who, who have this mentality. Yeah. It to wrap it all up, you know, Ryan Holiday, you know, talks about you've got to get out of the mindset of, okay, I've graduated, whether that graduation is I graduated from high school or I graduated from university or I graduated from my um, designation, you know, program, that's, that's allowing your ego to get in the way. What you need to do is you need to set yourself up and say, there's always something new to explore. And when I explore these things, how do I then take that that may not even be tangentially connected to insurance, but how do I take this new thing that I've been exploring and leverage it to help my business? Um, yeah. So I think uh, 
I think we beat this topic up pretty good. Um, you know, I just, yeah. you know, sometimes I feel like we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about the same things kind of over and over. But what I hope in, in having these conversations is that um, we do take different, you know, different, we always have different data points. We're always taking different angles at them. Um, and I think in that way, it just helps us think a little differently. And, and we're all going to find that thing that helps us learn that way that we learn differently, right? Um, maybe, maybe it's just reading more. Maybe it's watching more videos. Maybe it's listening to podcasts or listening to uh, downloading Audible and starting to listen to audiobooks. I, I love audiobooks, and I've, I've read some really great ones lately. Uh, highly recommend Smart Cuts by Shane Snow if you're, if you're into, interested in um, marketing and, and rapid expansion of a customer base. Um, and don't think for a second because he primarily works in the digital world that what he's talking about doesn't work in our industry. That would be a, that would be a fatal mistake. Um, I, you know, maybe it's going to conferences. Maybe it's uh, joining something like Agency Nation University and becoming part of that community and, and, and the lessons that will be there when it launches in August. Um, but finding that thing that helps you learn and testing and, and okay, this didn't work and okay, this didn't work, but wow, this one did work and bam, that takes you to another level. Um, just, it, it's, it's so vitally important. And, uh, and I just, I guess I just want to say thank you to the people that I have connected with who have that mentality. Cause those are the people that continue to push me. So, um, you know, Marty, if you're, if you're done here, uh, I think we, I think we kind of, I think we kind of ran our course with this one today. It was a good one. Yeah, I'm with you. We're out.